Good morning and welcome to today's episode of Coffee with Bobby. Today I'm having coffee with Michelle Sudan. Michelle hails from Zimbabwe and is currently based in Dubai. She has been serving in the wellness industry since 2010. This life journey has taken her into massage, spa therapy, management, spiritual life coaching, um, sound healing and meditation, as well as traveling to over 67 countries, which is incredible, by the way. As both a practitioner and a coach, she takes pleasure in gently guiding her clients to experience a deeper, more harmonious level of life. Michelle, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Bobby. It's an absolute pleasure to connect with you on this platform. How are you? I am doing amazing today. It is the morning here. It's evening where you are at in Dubai. I'm just grateful for life. Like the sun is shining today, getting to connect with you and just dive in more into what's happening in your life currently. So do you want to tell us a little bit about what's been on your mind or what's been happening? Beautiful. Thank you. Well, you know what? To be honest, um, I, I had so many things when you initially asked me if I could come on the show. And I said, well, instantaneously, the first three things that popped up for me were authenticity, availability, and authority. And we, we're all on that journey. I'm on, I'm on that journey as well. I'm not speaking from the perspective of being an expert, so to say. But when we speak of authenticity, your soul knows. Um, your ego may be confused, pulled here and there with the socio-political situations or whatever's going on up and down in your personal, personal life. But there's only so far that you can go until one surrenders. And when I say surrender, I, I don't mean defeat. I don't mean failure. I just mean stopping the fight only to say, I am. I am available. I'm ready. And I'm here for a reason. I'm here for a purpose. And when that sense of authenticity feels so urgent, you feel as though something is birthing within you. And I think so many people can resonate, especially with the challenging year, year that we had. Um, as a collective last year. So you also sort of feel that the, the negative ego is, you know, slowly slipping away um, bit by bit. And it's a part of the process. It's a part of the yes. And when I thought about av availability, because you touch base on, um, you know, healing yesterday when we sent the message out mm -hmm. I said yeah well when it comes to healing I think availability is such a a big chunk of it and being available with your heart and all your soul I mean I'll tell you Bobby I used to confuse availability with commitment I thought well if I'm committed I'll show up but no availability is is the daily moment to moment self-awareness, your, your practices, and basically the successive accumulation of, of everything. Let's, and, oh, sorry to interrupt a second, but I wanted okay. to hit on this point of availability because we always think of like being available, there's time in our schedule, right? Like let's pencil it in, but that's more so of on a healing level, a commitment, correct? And it's getting to this mindset shift of like actually being 100% available, like you mentioned, self-aware and embodying this, not only mindset, right? But it's also like you're 100% invested into your practice. You're 100% in it and available for the healing that's to come or the mindset shift, right? Right, absolutely. And not just your your own self-awareness and your own healing, but I mean, showing up in relationships as well. So it's, 
we, we can say, okay, I'm committed to my spiritual journey. I'm committed to improving either your professional or your personal relationships, or it's your, your daily spiritual mindfulness practices, but it's showing up daily. And that accumulation is what then equates to commitment not the other way around so that that hit a point and I thought oh okay there we go I love that it reminds me you know sort of the analogy like of a dripping faucet you know if you collect all those drips at the beginning you just have a little bit but over time it builds and builds and you have that steady commitment in this case of from being available to actually showing up right right it's beautiful. And, um, you know, um, what I was going to say was that when you're available, you're constantly growing and you're constantly evolving because you've put yourself out there. So you're vibrating at availability. Let's dive into this level of vibrating and energy because I'm on the same wavelength as you. I've been studying this. I live my life like this. Some of the listeners and people who are watching this might be going like, what in the world are these two talking about today? They're acting crazy. I don't know if I want to say I know Bobby after the show, um, but let's break it down a little bit for people who are listening of, you know, the frequencies and healing energies and vibrational levels. Perfect. Uh, well, to, to, I'll make it a bit easier for everyone to understand. So one thing that's so important for us to understand is that everything around us is energy. The sofa that I'm sitting on, the chair you're sitting on right now, Bobby, or whoever's tuning in, what you're sitting on right now, everything is energy. And we ourselves are unique vibratory beings. And harmony is health. Um, what happens with when you vibrate at a higher frequency, that is when health takes place. That is when love is present. You know, there's beauty, there is intelligence. And when something vibrates at a lower frequency, that is when we have, you know, negative emotions, we have um, dis-ease, discomfort, and all the other bottom line negative things that go, go at war operates at a lower, lower frequency, you know. So, so that's what, when people speak about high frequencies and low frequencies, that's what they would generally be referring to. Wonderful, thanks for breaking that down for us. So let's dive into this more. You were going on about vibrating at a higher frequency and I don't know if you were going in the direction of wellness or health or how that all correlates. You want to tell us more? Yeah, perfect. Um, well, harmony is health. So with um, sound healing, sound healing basically in a nutshell takes away the stress from, from the system by entangling it with harmonic vibrations. And those harmonic vibrations tend to be that of a higher frequency. And because harmony is our nature, um, our systems will naturally be receptive and open to receiving that because it seeks to be in harmony. We were not born ill. Um, you know, our na natural state of being is love, you know, being, being healthy in whatever form that may be. And so the system will naturally open to it as it seeks um, harmony. Newtonian physics, and I know you touched base on this earlier on and you were speaking about quantum physics and many people that I speak to and most of my friends think, oh, okay, yeah. So I think you and I need to be put in a bubble and thrown <laughs> to another dimension. But I'll break it down for those who, you know, don't, who wouldn't understand and make it a lot more simpler. So Newtonian physics is based on our conventional medicine um, system. So your tablets, your medication, your doctors, that's all based on, it emphasizes on, you know, mechanical material. And it doesn't really give 
so much credit to the invisible realm that that we you know it's not tangible we can't see it that energy that we we keep speaking about that frequency you can't see it maybe you can hear it but um that that's why allopathic medicine which is you know your your, your, your tablets, your antibiotics, the normal medical system is preoccupied with physical things because that's the nature of Newtonian physics. And then in 1925 and 1920s, early 1920s, quantum physics, which is a much bigger science was discovered. And it was then mentioned that Newtonian physics is just a very small compartment of the bigger science that is quantum physics. And what, what they explain is that every atom is a vibrating source of energy. So we're all just vibrating at different levels of, of energy. And atoms make up molecules, molecules make up cells, and it makes us. So, yeah. And that is how energy is, I would almost say creative, but energy is not created nor destroyed. So that is a great explanation of energy and how it relates to ourselves. But let's take this another step. So we've put the building blocks in place of energy and vibration and frequency now. Now let's take it to the next level of working, for instance, if you wanna dive into more of the sound healing and sound frequency, and how that transforms at a cellular level. Perfect. Um, as we said that um, every atom is a vibrating source of energy. What happens is that the sound healing, the energy that is given off, so let's say a singing bowl. When one taps or plays with a singing bowl, that frequency that is given off is then interferes with the human system. So it's it's called a constructive interference when something harmonic interferes or entangles with our system. And when something is not in harmony, it will naturally go towards the more harmonic frequency. And then that nice, beautiful high frequency will entangle the system with that and then try to bring it to balance. And what are those healing frequencies? I know there's, you can Google and on Spotify and Apple Music, you'll see like healing sounds or sounds for relaxation. What are those frequencies that people need to be looking towards to reach those more like calming states, healing states? There are, well, as you mentioned, there are so many of them, but um, I'll give you examples of ones I use. For instance, I, I play an instrument called a monochord, which is a, a stringed instrument, and it is tuned to a frequency of 432 hertz, which is 432 beats per second, which is quite phenomenal. And that is known as the miracle tone. So the beautiful thing now with science is that in quantum physics, energy frequencies can all be measured. So it's not anything woo-woo, no numbers that I'm just throwing off the top of my head. Um, the tuning forks as well have, have been measured. Different ones have been tuned and manufactured in a way that they vibrate at a frequency of, you know, you have frequencies from about one up to 6,000. You know, we use specific ones on certain points of the body. I, in particular, use one which is the 1.36.1, and that is the frequency of OM. And yeah, so I just apply these over different parts of the body, and those are the frequencies. You can hear them. These are audible to the human ear. And when somebody hears these, for myself, usually I get an instantly calming effect. Would you, how would you describe it to somebody who's like, I have never in my life heard of healing frequencies. I think they're completely far-fetched and out there. What would you tell them that they would essentially feel once they started to hear these? Wow. 
I think it's, it's different for everyone. Um, I say this because, for example, if I don't know if um, you've, you, Bobby, have ever had a gong bath or have you ever seen a gong? Um, to those who, who don't know, it's like a big, massive, giant plate that some sound practitioners, you know, um, play with. They gently tap on it and it makes a big, loud, um, almost like thunder, but not as scary as thunder, but it feels like a more warm, a thundery sound. It makes you feel nice and warm and relaxed, but some people find it quite frightening. Um, it, it just depends on where you are. Some people, I know I'm digressing a bit, but I'll get back to the point. Um, so uh, back to your question, what they would expect in general is to feel relaxed. Um, I think to a certain extent, it takes your mind away from the chatter, which is then how you're able to relax because you're not so much focused on what's for dinner and you know what schedule you have for tomorrow. So they're, they're very soothing sounds. You, you can also feel the vibration. It feels like a whirling, like a gentle, relaxing whirling sound that you know keeps pulsating but it's soothing it's not it's it's not a nerve-wracking nerve-wracking sound but then again different people feel sounds in different ways because as we mentioned earlier on we're such unique vibratory beings so what I feel is relaxing and soothing you Bobby may not feel the same effect or we just might but in general, it's, it's very relaxing, it's calming, and it takes you to, you know, to a different place. And does it, does it matter on, you know, when we hear these sound frequencies and whatever it may be that you are playing, does it matter on, you know, those emotional feelings that we get based upon where we start at? So like, say I had a really low vibrational energy. And when I heard something like at 417 or, you know, 258, would that affect me and my feelings differently than somebody who has a higher vibrational energy hearing it? I think um, it would. Um, so the, you asked me if, if, you, if, if you had a lower frequency and you were hearing it. Mm -hmm. Correct. Okay, absolutely. You would, it would put you in a state of the, the hum, let's say the, the other frequency, the frequencies that you'd be hearing are frequencies that are trying to, to balance and cut out the negative frequency that's going on internally. And energy communicates so much faster than chemicals. So it would almost in instantaneously zap out the lower frequencies and try to, to build you up on, you know, get you to a state of, of a higher frequency. If someone is already on a high frequency, I mean, it's just going to maintain that and balance it out. It's not going to take that higher than it, you know, to an explosive, you're not going to burst of frequencies. Um, <laughs> Jumping off the walls with so much joy and love in my life. Right. right. So this is so interesting and I love it so much. And we're diving now into the direction of healing. And we touched base on this for a couple of seconds before we went live on the importance of healing as oneself doing the healing compared to relying solely on a practitioner to do the healing. Beautiful. Thank you for bringing that up again, Bobby. Um, I know that last year and years before, I mean, we're always undergoing constant transitions in our lives, whether they're positive or, you know, negative. And what I find in, in my experience of being a practitioner, but also in my personal experiences is that 
we, we're always searching for something and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, um, we're searching for meaning, we're searching for purpose, we're searching for healing. But I think where we, where we miss it is when we look for healing outside of ourselves. And that in its own gives, we disempower ourselves by placing the, the, the power to heal on something that is outside of ourselves without realizing that we, we are our very own healers. Everyone is a healer. So everyone that's listening right now, you are a healer. Bobby, you are a healer. I am a healer. There's, there's no special person that is, is the chosen one that is to say, this is the healer that's here to fix us all. We've all been really blessed. I mean, for example, I'll give you something so simple that we take for granted. You cut yourself when you're chopping onions in a kitchen, you know, a small scar. You, you're going to heal, you know, that scar for, for all I know might even disappear and you, you know, you might not even remember that you even had been cut in the first place. So, I mean, that's on a physical level, but use that illustration on a more mental and energetic level. If your physical body can do that, even though you can't see it or it's not something tangible, but your emotions, your mind, your soul, your spirit can do the very same thing on, on such a higher level. So I think it's so important for us to, to tap into that and um, you know, take back our power. I'm not saying that you know, practitioners and you know, healing modalities have no place. No, they're, they're merely there to, to help guide and facilitate you into your own self-healing. So thank you for bringing that up. I think it was so important for us to touch on that. And it's such a key factor. I've gone through a wellness journey. It started like 10 years ago. And for a span of like three years, I was on this path of, you know, I don't know what's wrong, normal medicine here. We're in, we're like, we don't know what's wrong with you. We'll just give you pills. We'll give you this and nothing worked. And then, so I was seeking more holistic approaches and learning so much. And that's why I dived into this it, with the neuroscience. And I was working with a neurosurgeon and doing things outside of the box. And then I got into like light therapy and learning all about sounds and energy. And it's at these times, like you learn how fast your cells can regenerate, how epigenetics work, how the genes that you've had at, everybody compares, like I have my genes from my parents. This is true. You get your DNA from your parents. However, they change over time. And that's how disease and, you know, health happens, you know, whichever way you look at it, just because a parent had heart disease and their parents had heart disease doesn't mean that you're going to have it. And let's touch a little bit about on this aspect, because when you realize that you have the power to heal yourself and getting into this mindset and finding that place, anything is literally possible, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Bobby, when, and I'll go back to, you know, when we spoke about availability, um, you know, when you allow yourself to be open and to be receptive, um, you know, choose to be available for your own healing, you know, the, the universe can make you available. <laughs> you know, it, it can be a pretty ride or kicking and screaming down the path of transformation. But with that availability comes, comes a sense of peace, new healings, um, you know, stepping into the present of, you know, the now. That's why it's called present is so present <laughs> um, and into the mystery and not just the history you know the history of you know the 
what you've just mentioned, the family history of, you know, pain or if it was limiting beliefs or, you know, health issues. But um, with, with that availability, you're constantly growing and, um, and evolving. And when you, something that you're listening to becomes greater, um, greater than the, the vibration of anything else, whatever you're hearing out in the world becomes dim. You know, so that chatter of, no, I'm going to get this because so-and-so down the, you know, down the family tree at this, you know, you, you, all of that becomes very silent, you know, and that's where authority comes from. And those are one of the three A's that I said to you when we spoke earlier, it was authenticity, availability and authority. So see how we've come back to it. So, yes. And let's, I want to dig deeper in this a little bit because you mentioned limiting beliefs and this is such not only a hot topic right now, but we've seen it. I, you know, when the universe puts us into places that we absolutely have to get our lives right. And you mentioned it, you were either going into it in a joyful manner, or it can be like right in front of us, like making us stop and or like, why, why? And those moments are so key. I really like my life, you know, over the past year, like I was going, you know, thousand miles an hour traveling all the time and there was no time to really completely rest and it was when the pandemic hit it was like okay like this is your sign it is time to actually sit back and rest and like find what it's like to live this slow life and like find the joy in this moment and learn to accept it and these points are so transformational when we allow this to happen and give that authority over to it. As you mentioned, um, now I lost my train of thought on it, but when we're going through these times, the limiting beliefs that we have from the past tends to come up in the present and we predicate them also on the future of, I find, whether it's for myself or I see it in others of the potential that they thought that they could never achieve in the past, they try to limit themselves today with that. How does the limiting beliefs affect us on an energetic level in terms of, you know, maybe it's up-leveling, maybe it's health, however you want to dive into it. Okay. Um you know, Bobby, we've got to come to a point of, of responsibility. And when I say responsibility, I mean, it's how we respond to, to certain things in life. So for example, a limiting belief, I'll take one of, one of gratitude. So we, you know, we're not very, we're not grateful on, um, we're just not grateful for, we don't feel gratitude for, for anything in, in, in life. Um, that in its own universe or the God of your own understanding is not going to give you anything else to be grateful for if you're going to be vibrating at a level of no, no gratitude. So when you start vibrating at a level of gratitude that is leans into love, love is then possibility, infinite potential, it's healing, it's health, it's, it's, it's everything. Um, if you know, you start noticing uh, synchronicities in life, and, you know, great things start to emerge through you as you um, you know, you still go through life's challenges. I mean, challenges are there for soul's development. They're still very much needed. But you, you, you're not coming from a reactive point of view. You are not reacting to circumstances. You're 
you know, you've got strong emotional muscles, spiritual muscles um, that you, you're able to, ah, it's okay, you know, you deal with it, take the lesson from it, you know, what is trying to emerge from me right now, as opposed to reacting. And, you know, so you, you're going to be responding to it in a way that is better for you vibrationally. And then it just has this domino effect. So I don't know if I answered your question or if I went off on a tangent. Oh, I love it. We can go off on tangents. On <laughs> it's perfectly acceptable. Um, how can one like sort of break down those limiting beliefs in their life? If they're facing some, like take for instance, I don't know, I'm, like new challenges, new jobs, things like that, saying I cannot, a limiting belief of success, I guess. Well, that one, um, Bobby, you know, we need to, now with this, I'll lead into practices. You, we absolutely have to have and, you know, commit ourselves to and be available for, you know, a daily practice, whatever that is whether it's prayer, affirmations, meditation, when you go into that point of, of stillness and, you know, for, for everyone it's different. So I urge you to have your own inner experience of what that could be because there are a million ways of doing it. But find a practice that allows you to get to that place where you're able to contemplate because you can only uncover your your and realize, oh, well, you know, be more self-aware that, well, I have a limiting belief in this area. When you have a practice going on, so when you know, when you have like a consistent practice, you're able to put yourself in a position that you're able to turn on this, uh, sort of say an antenna that can pick up on when you're going into, I'd say the basement, you know, where it's dark and you have all these limiting beliefs or, and then pull yourself out into the balcony, balconies where you've got beautiful views, you've got the sun shining and all is sweet. You know, so, um, okay, I lost my train of thought. Um, okay, so back to the limiting beliefs. So with the daily practice, you're able to be more self-aware and notice when you have a certain limiting belief lingering. So whether it's on I can't make enough money. I'm not good enough. Um, I'll, I'll never find, you know, a, a lover. I'll be single for the rest of my life. You know, these are common scenarios that we hear on a day-to-day -day basis. You're able to pull yourself from there and recognize that, oh, wow, um, no, that's not right. Something's wrong with that, you know, because if that thought is making you not feel not so good, then it's it's limiting, um, it's not allowing you to, to operate from a state of expanded awareness, expanded consciousness. So um, again, I'll, I'll repeat, having a, a practice that allows you to recognize when you're going into that zone is so important. If, 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 you, if you don't have a practice, you, I mean, you're not going to be able to have an opportunity to really be reflective of, you know, have those one-on-one -on -one conversations with the, the man or the lady in the mirror, you know? So yeah, that's how I know from my personal experience and from helping other people um, recognize their own and then start working on them, catching it, be aware of it, catch it and say, okay, well, instead of me fighting and reacting, to this limiting belief, okay, well, why do I have it? Where is it coming from? And what is trying to emerge for me right now? What, what seeks to emerge? And what am I trying, what am I being taught um, out of this? And, you know, slowly you, things become more clear and you, that chatter dies down. And it's not an overnight transition. If somebody new is listening and they're like, okay, well, I'm going to meditate today for five minutes and my life's going to be absolutely amazing after this. Um, it's not an overnight transition. It's one, like we said at the beginning, like all of the drops add up. It all gets added up into that bucket. And like, if you're starting out, spend five minutes 
you might go a little stir crazy of being quiet for five minutes. We're so attached to devices and phones and the chatter, the noise around, but build up over time, like find that clarity. I know I posted a video on social media, if anybody's watching, like do the inner works, like whether it's writing or prayer, or just being quiet, um, it makes such a difference. And I don't know if you mentioned this a little bit or not, but let's go into this direction of how the limiting beliefs can also affect your health. Because you started to go there of, you know, if you don't start realizing it, and you gave the basement analogy, like you could end up in that basement for a while at a lower vibrational state. And then the domino effect happens as well of decline in health and so forth. Correct? Correct, absolutely. Well, you know, um, stress is disharmony. And 90% of doctor's visits, I think I saw this on a, one of the Forbes, uh, they did an, a medical article. Um, and even if you Google it, I think we know most, most doctor's visits are based on stress-related issues. And where does stress come from? As I just mentioned now, disharmony. Where does disharmony come from? It's not living from that um, harmonic state. And that's when, you know, we, we're constantly living in, in a bubble of, okay, no, nothing is right. Um, you know, my, I'll take, for example, when we grew up, um, I don't know if you had the same experience, but my, my mom would always say, you know, your children, money does not grow on trees, you know, so you grow up thinking, <laughs> okay, yes, money doesn't grow on trees. Yes, yes, money. And then you, you keep growing with that, even and without knowing that, okay, it's, you know, it's there. So money will always, you always think, okay, well, as long as I have a roof over my head, a job that pays the bills, a little bit extra at the end of the month to treat myself, it's, it's okay, because money doesn't grow on trees, you know, and we keep, um, so I just used it as an illustration, but when it's a bit more severe and okay, well, no one was happy or, you know, there was this health issue before and you keep, um, you keep yourself vibrating at that, you know, from that limiting perspective, because it's all about perception. And when it's constant, your, your body's in a state of fight and flight. You, you, can't, you can't heal from that. You can't love from that. You can't receive and you can't give from that, um, from that point. So it's just all around. And I can attest to this, when you're in that fight or flight state, cortisol levels are through the roof inflammations through the roof like you hit the wall people <clears throat> doctors will even tell you like <laughs> one told me that was the it all clicked after I heard it and they said you are a walking time bomb and you would never expect a doctor to tell you when you're 23 years old like you're a walking time bomb but it's sometimes those simple words that like shift your reality, shift your perspective of like things have got to change and I've got to change it now. And the way you said that of like our perception shapes our reality, the perspective that you're looking in, in terms of, you know, whether it's abundance, limiting beliefs, et cetera, it's sort of like the fishbowl effect. If you're always looking at the out from the fish looking at into his realm, like fishing in that bowl, that's the only reality that you're going to see and you're never going to see outside of it. And I think a lot of us need to look at the perspective, of like take ourselves from our current situation and go above and sort of like, you know, zoom out <laughs> a thousand times and be like, okay, let's draw the line, let's connect the dots as to what's sort of actually happening and actually happening outside, <clears throat> outside of us. 
Absolutely. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll give a, a little um, analogy on the flight and flight, uh, j just to, you know, go back and just connect the dots when it comes to ill health for those that are listening. Now, when our ancestors lived in the, you know, ancient uh, era of the dinosaurs and, you know, the ice age or the hunters, you know, whenever they were attacked, they were, you know, by a wild animal, or whenever you, if you see a, a snake close to you, you, your fight and flight is designed to put you in that mode so that your body is prepared to shut off all, all the systems and get you, you know, into a safe space or so that you're, you know, prepared to take on that challenge, whatever it is, run away or fight it. But then with the modern times, we're not able to switch that off. We go through stress or maybe the, the angry dinosaur that's chasing us is probably our big boss at a law firm or um, a, a husband or a best friend or whatever it is, anything stressful that, you know, puts you in that position. And we don't switch that off. Normally your fight and flight is supposed to, you know, stay for at least you know, after 25 minutes or at least two hours, you know, switch it off and then, okay, go back into the normal state of being uh, where digestion and everything is flowing, but we don't, we end up, you know, six months on that fight and flight mode. We're always ready to, to attack or ready to, you know, we're always just afraid and ready to fight, ready to pounce or ready to run away. And, when we hold that on for six months or one year, two years, six years, 10 years, then slowly, you know, your, your body isn't able to regenerate. You aren't able to, to operate from, you know, that expanded field of love. And then that's where healing takes place. So you aren't able to heal because you're still, you know, operating from that uh, fight and flight, which is supposed to only, you're supposed to have, disappeared 10 years ago, but you're still um, experiencing that. And that's why you get these um, chronic um, diseases. We, everything bad constantly happens and unfolds because we're, you know, we haven't come out of that. And Bruce Lipton, Dr. Joe Dispenza, they all speak. If you have time, you go on to, you know, YouTube, they speak about this in depth and it's it's very informative and enlightening definitely agree with you on both of those doctors like go check them out bruce lipton also explains it sort of at a lower level as well i believe it was his documentary i don't know if it's still on netflix but what isn't it the heal documentary or there's one on healing and that one, if you're just getting into this and like, I want to learn a little bit more what Bobby and Michelle are saying, go watch that. Like that is a great intro level and taking you down this rabbit hole of healing and how you can essentially heal yourself by getting to these higher states of vibrational energy. And it's so, so needed. This needs to be like preach from a rooftop, but I know all of the pharmaceutical companies here in the U.S. will quiet us down and you'll see more ads from them. Um, but that that's the reality. Like once people know and take the time to do the inner work, take the time to get quiet, prioritize yourself and learn how to adjust when these stressful situations happen. You know, you'll have and be continuously living at an optimal state. Absolutely. And you're, you know, as we discussed earlier, you, you, are, you are your own healer and we're all healers. So there's so many things you can do on your own and something so simple is words. So the language you use with yourself and with others, um, you know, mindfulness is not just about sitting and trying to be still and shutting down the mind. 
Um, but it's, it's about, you know, the things you, you think, the things you say, say to yourself and to others, um, you know, is so important. So the God of your own understanding, the spirit, the divine energies, whatever it is that gets you connected, because the, there is undeniably something that is greater than, than all of us, you know, and just speak to that, whatever that may be, you know. So if you're in a place where you need healing, but you don't know, just ask, you know, the universe will answer you. Just make yourself available and just ask, you know, what is trying to emerge out of me? What is trying to unfold? What seeks to emerge? What do I have? What do I already have? What do I need to lose to become that, you know, that positive, healthy, successful, you know, abundant person that I see myself being? Yeah. I love this. And I want to sort of continue on it when piggybacking off of like, you have to ask, you have to ask the universe, God, however you look at it. But once you ask, you also have to listen. And if you're just asking and asking and you're not listening and being receptive to those answers that are being given, like it's going to be a never ending cycle. And it's going to be so hard to get out of that cycle of where you're currently at right absolutely and being receptive now people might say okay well I know when I started on the journey I would say but I can't hear anything what am I supposed to hear you know one may ask that you know but I right. can't hear anything. <laughs> and how, how would you respond to that if somebody's like I don't know what I'm listening for like there's no light bulbs flashing on the backgrounds like what is it what am I supposed to hear Sometimes it's, it's not, it, we say hearing, uh, but sometimes it's, it's being able to, it comes in different forms. Sometimes it's not, it's not that inner voice. Sometimes it's not, sometimes we think, okay, it's a, a voice that will say, Bobby, drop this project right now and do the other one. No, it's, it, sometimes it doesn't come that way, but it, it may come in the form of, I know from personal experience, um, a, a sign, like, you know, a job that you've been dreaming that you thought, okay, this was my perfect job. I've been, you know, ha had my eyes on this job for six months and, you know, it's been such a, a hassle. It's been so difficult to, to get my foot out the door. But then the one that was, you know, in the corner that you didn't pay so much attention to just come so easily. You know, that, that, that's speaking to you, you know, and it may not have been what you wanted, but sometimes, you know, we're always redirected. And so look for those parts of redirection, I'm not saying all of them, maybe, you know, all different tests, but listen out. Sometimes it's not a little voice that you can hear. Sometimes it is, but the signs are everywhere. Just make yourself receptive and ask if you can't hear ask as well. I, I, I can't hear. What am I supposed to be hearing? And I promise you, it, it will be revealed. But that's also a daily practice for you to be able to hear and see and get the responses that you need from whoever, whatever you need to be in practice for that too. Oh, I could talk to you for hours, Michelle. And this is like going down my rabbit hole. Like, let's just have a course on this. Everybody needs to know more about it. Michelle, is there anything else that you would like to add before we start wrapping up today? Um, uh, again, I, I, I would go on with you. I think we need to have um, coffee and lunch with Bobby, not just coffee. <laughs> Spend your morning with Bobby and Michelle today, <laughs> morning or evening, right. breakfast and dinner, oh, since we're on different <laughs> zones. Um, yeah, so this is like it's the intro topic for so many, like go check out Bruce Lipton, Michelle has incredible work as well, Joe Dispenza, like get educated and like spend that time doing the inner work. 
Michelle, there's one question that I ask on each episode of Coffee with Bobby, and that is, what's been one of the biggest blessings for you over the past year? Wow, that's a big one. Um, you know, Bobby, there's, to be so honest, there's been, there's been a lot, but I think the, the biggest one for me, if I had to choose one, was being able to tap into in, into what my beneficial presence is. Now, everyone has one. All of us are blessings. We're all beneficial presences. No one is a mistake. Everyone has a purpose. And I think our job here, part of it at least is, you know, finding what that is. So uh, during the lockdown, as I'm sure with many people, it gave, gave them time to contemplate. And for me, it did that and more. So my big, it was the biggest blessing was realizing what my purpose is. It could be more. It's obviously going to unfold and I'm open to that. <laughs> um, but um, working and uh, teaching, so coaching and teaching. So realizing that that is what I truly deeply want to do that was a, a big opening for me. And I'm so blessed to have had that realization. So yeah. That is wonderful. I cannot wait for to learn more about your teachings and offerings because this is something I'm sharing to the world because we all need it. Michelle, where can we find more information out about you, website, social media? Um, on my name at Michelle Sudan on Instagram and my website is www.yemayaexperiences.com Yemaya uh, Y-E-M-A-M-A experiences.com Wonderful. I will make sure to put all of the ways to connect with Michelle and the show notes, the description, captions, wherever you are watching or listening to this from, you can connect with Michelle. Michelle, it has been such an incredible blessing to have coffee with you today. Just opening up the eyes to people of the wonderful world of healing and wellness and diving in. So thank you so much for joining me today. No, well, thank you for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. You're a wonderful host and absolutely love your humor and your beautiful energy, your soul. And I wish you all the best. I know I'll see you more often. And I, I believe we'll work together as well in the future. So well, thank I, you for your time. I love this. I cannot wait for all of the things that we create, Michelle. Like my mind's already working. And for everybody who's listening or watching to this, watching this episode today, I'm gonna to leave you with this. Spend at least five minutes today going inward, getting quiet, gaining clarity, gaining health, and gaining love. This has been a wrap on today's episode of Coffee with Bobby and Michelle Sudan. Thank you so much for joining us today.